welcome to the Ideal Launch Show. My name is Lisa Zufall, and in studio with me today, I'm super excited. We have Cheryl Lightshoe. Um, we're going to talk. She is the Yoda of business, and I am excited to have her here because uh, she sent me her book, and I got to read her book, and it is uh, an amazing book. And so we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about some other things that she's got going on that I think are super interesting for that mompreneur who is trying to build their business and get their kids to soccer practice on time. You know what I'm talking about. This is an episode you don't want to miss. So let's get started. Cheryl is a mentor, guide, connector, and influencer. Many of Cheryl's clients describe her as the Yoda for small women-owned businesses and solopreneurs. Cheryl has had the pleasure of owning a successful, sustainable small business for over 25 years. That is amazing. Yeah, well, it's probably closer to 30 now. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> she has stumbled, regrouped, learned, succeeded, and failed, but remained committed to being an entrepreneur. Cheryl has also coached other women-owned small businesses to enjoy the opportunities of being an entrepreneur. Her mission is to help women-owned small businesses to start, build, and grow their own successful enterprise. Cheryl's latest book that I have right here, Straight Talk for Smart Business Women, Critical Tools to Build and Grow Your Business is a checklist of key tools and actions to develop a successful, sustainable business available now on Amazon. And this book is incredible. Um, I'm just going to throw this out here. Thank you for writing this. Oh, you're welcome. You know, when when you first released it, I had no idea. And I didn't, I and I apologize. I didn't even bother to look in here. But what I want to do is I want to show the audience what I uncovered while reading this book. <laughs> and it is, for video people, you can see this. So if you are uh, if you're listening to just the audio version of it, you'll want to jump over to the YouTube. But what I'm showing here is the worksheets that she has in here. So you can really get focused on your business and understanding what you need to do in your next steps to grow. So we're going to be talking about this book, and we're also going to be talking about your brand archetypes, which... When I saw it on LinkedIn, I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. I haven't heard anybody say it like that before. Uh -huh. So I want to dive into that a little bit. Okay. So welcome. Yeah, that was quite an here. introduction. It was. It was. I'm always impressed. It's like, <laughs> who is she talking about? Oh, I guess it's me. <laughs> 30 years of business. Yeah. And you started it just by out of necessity or you wanted to be at home with the kids, right? Tell exactly. us. Tell us how that started. Yeah. Well, I... Uh, I was actually on a successful career working in retail, working for Dayton's department stores. If you're from the Twin Cities, you remember Dayton's. Everybody knows Dayton's. I loved it. I was a buyer. I, but I met my husband, fell in love, and he was offered relocations, which meant I couldn't keep working within the same company. He also happened to work for Dayton's. So I... Um, I was like, well, I know I'm going to keep working. I'm a better mom when I am working. Yeah. Uh, and But what am I going to do? And I had a... a dream, a vision of wanting to own my own company mm. because I knew that would give me the flexibility. I had two young kids. Yep. I needed flexibility. I needed a job that would travel, uh, not because my husband was going to be moving around. Right. So what in the world was that going to be? And of course, in that time period, you almost had to apologize if you had a, a, a home-based business or a small business because they, you weren't credible. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, large companies would not really be were willing to hire you because you were just doing that little thing on the side, that little hobby on the side. Mm. 
Little did they know this was not going to be a hobby. 30, 30, almost 30 years later, yeah. I'm still doing this little hobby that I was doing. But I wanted the freedom and flexibility, and, my, and I wanted family was key to me. Yeah. Uh, I had a vision, which would now be the coaching model, which wasn't even on the radar screen, but I knew that I wanted to go back into corporate Were there America. any coaches? Coaches were only in the sporting industry. Because now... They're all I mean, over the place. Yeah. Right, right. It's I, like the term coaching would not, you would say that in a corporate environment. And so a lot of my job was educating people as mm-hmm. to what this model was. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and again, I wouldn't have even, I didn't call it coaching at that time either because that wasn't a term that we would use. But just the model of helping people to understand their strengths, bring the best that they are to work, create that vision for themselves. And then how do you help yourself be successful with and that? And how did you learn these tools? How did I learn to be a coach? Well, so I went back to school, and I do have a doctorate in psychology. I was, uh, I was trying to figure out what were the pieces that I needed to be able to effectively work with people and help do exactly that, mm. understand who they were as a person, their strengths. Again, none of that was present in, this is 1980, there, the, the mindset then of companies was you just hire people, put butts in seats, and yep. if they don't work out, you just hire a new person. Right. Uh, but as time grew on, grew organizations began to realize if we treat people right and we help them understand where their talents are, the organization gets more benefits and so does the individual. You keep them longer, you get better results with your customers. I mean, it just ripples down. But my job at first was educating companies that this is what this is what they could have if they if they took on a new model. And I was lucky enough to knock on doors and a couple of companies said, sure, we'll pilot what you're doing and uh, they became great clients and then more showed up. And yeah, like in your book, you talk about, I think, a CPA firm. Uh-huh. My, my focus uh, at first was professional service firms. So I, just because that's who was showing up for you me. You niched down. I niched down, yep. I love that. And it was great because it was easy to find CPA firms. They all belonged to one association. I just became uh, involved in that association. Eventually ended up on a national level working on some committees. Wow. And I'm not a CPA. So the beauty of the doors that open when you're focused and have a vision mm-hmm. of where you want to go and letting the letting the things show up for you, mm. but just staying in integrity with what you're offering and the message you have, I just have been blessed to have this business become everything that I wanted to. And then in the last Oh, probably five, six years have been spending more time mentoring women-owned small businesses as I'm decreasing my corporate work now because I want women to have what I didn't have when I started. I didn't have an, a hand reaching out to me right. and saying, how can I help you be successful? Right. Let me make a connection for you. Let me introduce you to somebody who might be able to uh, buy and, and use the services that you have to offer. So it's been just great fun. Mm-hmm. Writing this book was a, uh, a labor of love because it came from my podcast. Yes. Uh, And after about three and a half years of my podcast, I said, you know what? I have all this wisdom from these wonderful women-owned entrepreneurs who have given me the lessons that they've learned. And so this book is just waiting to be written because I have all this research already. Mm -hmm. So that's how I put together the book with the idea that this is a practical tool, that, it, it, as you said, it's got worksheets. So you work through the I worksheets. I love that. Because not them. only do you set it up and tell the story of how you've gone through it and how what makes sense and how you should fill it out, but what you also should think about when you're filling it out. Yes. And I love that. And yes. each chapter has a little worksheet for you to get clarity. Yes. So I want to talk about calm because clarity is part of your calm that yes. you learned that you... 
pulled that out from your interviews? I mean, they're very... I love these that you have snippets of your interviews in here because they all have so much wisdom to share. Uh-huh. And how did you pull calm from all these interviews? <laughs> well, one of the things one of the things I'm blessed with is the ability to take a look at a bunch of information and put it into patterns. Mm-hmm. And so as I was writing the book and I basically went back through every podcast that I had done and mm-hmm. listened to the the podcast it was like there's themes here. There's mm-hmm. common themes that yeah, that these women talk about that are lessons that they've had and things that they've discovered to help them be successful in their business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, I was looking for an acronym, and it, it came together, you know, magically. It just all I comes together. It. But I, that's how my brain works. And in the other books I've written, the same, I've done the same thing. But, you know, so CALM is really the components of your business. You know, C being... Um, you break play- it down so simply. Oh. That's what I love about it. I, thank you. That's what my goal is. <laughs> it's like there's so much noise out there. There's yeah. so much things to confuse us in our business. We need to just get it back to basics and make it simple so that we can put the effort and energy into getting the, getting clients, right? Yeah. Getting customers. I think you did a great job. So what does CALM stand for? So C is for clarity and simplicity. Yep. Uh, a is for aim and focus. Yep. L is for leverage and adjust because you're always learning and growing and you're yep. always adjusting as you go. And then M is for measurement and discipline. And as I say in the book, measurement and discipline is not my favorite. But if you're not measuring and disciplined in your business, uh, you're just having a, a good time, but you're not probably making right. money. Yeah. <laughs> and if it if it isn't a big focus or if it isn't a big strength, because it's not one of my strengths, mm-hmm. right? right? I have a CPA who takes care of that for me. That's so then right. she can tell me where I am, what I need to do, mm-hmm. right? So fine. Which leads me to It Takes a Village. It Takes a Village is one of my chapters, yeah. Because as solopreneurs, we find ourselves in that role of uh, trying to get everything done yourself. Yep. And most of us, oh, you said this in the beginning, we we are usually the ones who got straight A's in school or we're the overachievers, right? Uh-huh. So then we think that we can handle it all ourselves. Mompreneurs, listen up. <laughs> you right? cannot, right. And and, and a lot of times it's, I, I don't have money to spend on that. But if you don't spend some money, you're not going to actually be able to get your business to where you can make enough money right. that it makes sense. Right. So bring in the resources that you yes. need. And what's helped me? Well, t- well, what's helped you figure out what resources exactly that you need? Um, well, f- first was <laughs> first was a, a coach I had who said to me, you know, you are so good at giving to everybody else, but you never ask for help from anybody. Mm. And um, so who do you need help from? And it was like, really, I get to think about having help from other people? That's Mm. just not, again, we high achievers, we don't think that way. And so as I began making that list of, well, what could I use help with? It became clear who it was that I needed to seek in that village that mm. I would, that I needed to build, and then it was easy to through networking to say you know who's out there who does this right. kind of service what has your experience been and determine the the relationships that I had with those people. But until I got clear about what was it that I needed help with, mm-hmm. and what was the things that was pulling my hair out like CPA like. Yeah. You know, the discipline of, uh, right. you know, even social media, those kinds of things. Right. Until I got, was clear about that, it was hard for me to identify who it was that I needed. Right. And for so many years, I kept thinking, well, it's just faster if I do it myself because uh-huh. I already know what I need to do. And why would I spend, you know, a few hundred dollars training somebody and to do what I can do in like five minutes and mm-hmm. save myself mm-hmm. that money? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you have to look at the long term. And you actually mentioned a book in here. Uh, is it 
It's not Clockwork. That's another one. That's by Mike Merkowitz. I'm mispronouncing his name. I mentioned several books in there. So. <laughs> one about uh, E-Myth. Oh, the, the E-Myth. E-Myth yes, yes. Michael Gerber. Yes. yes. He has written some great books. Uh, uh, it was probably one of the earlier books that I read about being an entrepreneur and the myth that you can do it all yourself and, and that you're going to be successful doing that. Right. Um, you know, he talks about what's your end in mind. So right. if you're saying, I want to $500,000 business, well, now you need to work back for, from that because as a $500,000 business, you can't do it all by yourself. Right. You know, when you're $5,000 business or $50,000 business, it feels like you need to, but how do you build to that spot that you want to get to? Right. He always talks about selling your business. I don't know. For me, I I don't have a business to sell because people are hiring me, and I think that's right. a solopreneur uh, that's different from an entrepreneur who builds a large organization. Right. But you still need to think about what's the end in mind yeah. um, as, you, as you think about who do you need for support. So when you go on vacation, your business comes to a halt? Or do you still have oh, things no. going on? <laughs> See, this is why she's the Yoda. That's right. I'm still an entrepreneur. If you want to have vacation uh, time that is free of business, if you want to have a steady paycheck, if you want, don't want to wake up in the middle of the night worrying about what needs to get done or the email that needs to be sent, stay in a corporate job. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, and I have many women that I've worked with who have moved from corporate to standing up their own business saying, I thought it was going to be so easy. It looks so easy <laughs> from the outside in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all a little crazy. <laughs> and then they discover, and I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we think the corporate world is easy, and it's not. Right. You know, there, there's you, challenges with everything. There's challenges with everything. But uh, no, I still stay connected in. I do have some, uh, I do have an administrative assistant, a virtual assistant that I work with, so she can handle some of the big things. But I still check in with my email, and I de- delegate out what needs to. I let people know I'm going to be gone, so they don't expect that I'm going to be responding quickly. Right. But it is, it's like my skin, you know, I don't leave my skin at home, so I don't leave my business at home either. It's a part of who I am and what I am passionate about. I love that. Okay. (laughs) So I I bookmarked a lot of this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, on the the topic of corporate to having your own business, there is somebody that you interviewed in here. Oh. Is it Brenda? No, it's probably Tara. Yes. And she went from corporate. Yep. She started her own business, and then she figured out that that's just really not her comfort area. And that's okay. Exactly. You don't have, just because you made the decision to jump into entrepreneurship doesn't mean that you have to stay there. And I thought that was just beautiful because there are a lot of folks out there that are sticking with it, even though it might make more sense for them to go back to corporate. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Knowing yourself and what you, what's best for you. Uh Uh-huh. And sometimes, and even in my own uh, road as an entrepreneur, I've been through three recessions. There were times in the recessions where I needed to get a part-time job because there just wasn't money coming in. Uh, But it didn't mean I needed to give up my entrepreneur efforts. I kept the relationships going. We did what work we could together. Mm -hmm. And then when the economy started coming back around, they had money to spend. Now they're back because I've been there as a partner with them. Um, So you have to do what makes sense for you and your family in a way that you don't have to give up your dream. So in the example of Tara in the book, yeah, she started her own company. She actually was doing pretty well. But what she didn't like was having to worry about all the I's and T's and who else do I need? And 
Um, she didn't like that, but but the essence of what she brought, as she was a great coach, she's a great coach, a great mentor, she was able to find a position back into the corporate world that allowed her to do that. Mm. So having her own business advised her as to the next path, step on the path, but it wasn't about you just need to hang on to this business because that's what you decided. Right. Um, she decided, no, that wasn't what, that wasn't the right model for her. I love that. I love, <laughs> and how did you find these women to be your guests? On your podcast? Um, some of them just showed up. Some of them came through networking. Um, yeah, most of them came through networking. I would meet with somebody and they'd have a great story. And it was like, okay, come come be on my podcast, right? Probably much as you do, Lisa. Right. And it's like, and then all of a sudden I have this wealth of wisdom. Brenda's advice resonated with me because um, it reminded me of what Richard Branson Mm-hmm. advises people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to say yes and then figure it out as you go. <laughs> and I think that's so funny because as entrepreneurs, I don't know, as a mompreneur, you know, you kind of get thrown into the mix, whether it's giving a baby a bath for the first time or, you know, you're, we're always, as mompreneurs, tossed into new things being yes, a mom, right? Yes. So with your business, you're always tossed into new things as well. And so rising to that challenge and saying yes and not being afraid to take that leap. Yes. I think is important. I, you know, I always say when people say, what's your claim to success? And I said, I think I had more guts than brains. And I have a lot of brains. <laughs> <laughs> but I was willing to go, to try new things and see what works. I'm going to tell you as an entrepreneur... You have to expect some things aren't going to work. Yes. And if you don't expect that, you're going to be deflated pretty quickly. Right. But you need to be willing to put new things out there and have more guts and brains and see yeah. what works. Now, you don't do it um, in a stupid way. Right. Right? You, you have some guidance. You have some coaches. You, you have, have some, some worksheets You to have go some worksheets, right? So you have a foundation to check back with to say, is this in line with what I want my business to look like? Uh-huh. And, and you would think, so being the Yoda, that I never go back and do those. Oh, no, not true. About twice a year, I go back and I go through those different worksheets to just say, what's changed? Is there something new that I need? Is there something different that I should be looking at or something I should be delegating? Or did I miss a step here? Because it is a whole picture as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. of the various things that you need to be plates you need to be juggling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say this is probably the best um, sort of business plan. Right? Oh, thank you. That I've yep. seen because you really have to dig deep and identify the, it's not just putting a business plan together for the sake of a business plan. It's putting your plan together mm-hmm. to set yourself up for mm-hmm. success, which is the best business plan that mm-hmm. you can come up with. And that's one of the things that I think women struggle with, but entrepreneurs struggle with early on. It's understanding the business is you. Mm-hmm. And so it has to be your flavor. It has to be what m- makes sense for you. If you're a, a solopreneur or a mompreneur, you, it ha- you're the foundation. And if there's something out of alignment with that, you're going to struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you, you've when did this book come out? Is it uh, been out last about February. a year? Okay, almost mm-hmm. a year. And how is it going? It's going well. What are what's the feedback? Is it the same as mine? Like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> what took you well, so I long? I hope so. I hope so. You, <laughs> you you're definitely helping my ego today. Yay. Uh, yeah, well, I love that people refer back to it or they will tell me, you know, this particular exercise really helped. I really saw how this Clarity, one piece yeah. was missing 
for me. Oh, I just hate that measurement discipline, but you gave me permission to go and find somebody else who could help me do that or yeah. even understand what I needed to be paying attention to. Right. So, and that's been the purpose of this book is just to, and it's the purpose of the other work I'm doing too with my uh, training site. I just want women to have a clear step of where to go with where what are they missing and what do they need in, a, in an affordable way that they can do it. Yeah. There's lots of great business coaches out there, and a lot of a lot of mompreneurs or uh, solopreneurs that are just starting. They just don't have money to spend on that. Right. So the book is a, an easy fifteen dollar investment to yeah. get to get. You some can of get those it on tools. Amazon if you're Prime member. They'll deliver it for free. <laughs> uh-huh. So let's talk about some of your training because one of them is the brand archetype. And I really want to dive into that uh, before the show is over. How did you come up with it and what is it? Okay. So one of the things I wanted to do as a springboard from the book is mm-hmm. I wanted to offer easy, action-oriented, just like the book, uh, topics that uh, as entrepreneurs you need to wrestle with, like niche. What's your niche? Yep. How much are you going to charge? What's your sales process going to be? So the Straight Talk training site has uh, those kinds of courses. And they're right now they're $197 each. So it's not going to break the bank to right. take them. But you can identify what is it that that's missing. The branding with archetypes, branding is one of those issues that is always difficult for an entrepreneur because it's mm-hmm. about you, right? Mm-hmm. As I just said a little bit ago, you are the foundation. So Branding, I'm not talking websites. That's Lisa's job. I'm not talking uh, figuring out your logo, figuring out your language. I'm saying, how do you understand what you are as your brand? Mm. And the archetypes, uh, it's a an assessment that you take, and there's different... Um, the archetypes are what's well-known. So people resonate with certain kinds of archetypes. Like if I say uh, a wise sage, you know, you would resonate with that. If I said an artist, you'd, there's a picture that would come to your mind, yep. right? Yep. So the assessment does that. It helps them uh, narrow down what are their top archetypes that that tends to be part of their brand. And then, then they have cards that give them a lot of different words, a lot of d- different descriptives, a lot of different purposes that help them just get in touch with what is their mm. brand look like. And then they head off to somebody like you, Lisa, who makes it magic and makes it turn into a website and and does copywriting and makes it uh, and, and makes it beautiful. But it but that's until always, they know who they are. Yep, yep. I, you can have a beautiful website uh, designed for you, but until you know who you are, it's not going to. Yeah. Um, it's a struggle yeah. because then you're not consistent. Yeah, and people can see that. I think. Potential clients see that right away if you're not mm-hmm. consistent mm-hmm. with who you are and what you're projecting out exactly. there. Exactly. And this helps with the worksheets. So I would say start with the worksheets. Yep. And yep. then dive into your coursework because yes. Yes. that is pretty amazing. How long did it take you to pull all those pieces together? So I started the straight talk. Well, I finished the book in uh, last in December, um, and I started writing that in about six. I wrote that in about six months, and then wow. that's but, fast, isn't it? Fast. Well, this one was easy because it it, it just it just jumped out. I mean, it was meant to be written. Nice. Um, and then the uh, Straight Talk ta- training site, I've been working on that for most of this year, but it's pretty much where I want it now. Awesome. It's got the courses that I that I think are value. I might add a few extra coming up. But, okay. Um, and if your listeners are interested in the Branding with Archetype course, it's $197, but I'll give it, uh, they, if they use the coupon code, idea to launch idea number two launch so mm-hmm. the name of this podcast they'll get it for $37 
wow, what yeah. a deal. Jump on that. Go get it. <laughs> and the reason I, again, the, my whole mission is how can I help women-owned businesses right. be more successful? And if there's some knowledge and information or connections that I have that can help them, I'm there. I'm, I'm all about that. You're an amazing woman. Well, you really are. Thank you. Truly. Thank you. So before we go, I want to ask, what is the your favorite book that you've read that has impacted you? Yeah, I'm actually rereading it right now called The Alchemist. I've heard of that book, but I've I'd, tell me more about that book. Oh, it's it's about realizing that uh, the change and the dynamics are all inside you. So it's a it's a parable of a young man who goes out and he's trying to look for all the riches in the world, right, mm-hmm. and all the treasures, and he's and uh, in the end he comes back to realizing it's all inside of him mm. and the world that he creates from from himself as the alchemist. So, oh, I love that. Yeah. And we can find that on Amazon, too. You can find that on Amazon. It's their 25th anniversary edition, I think. Wow, that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that'll be my next one. (laughs) Now I've got a stack at home. I've got to get through all of them. (laughs) Do you ever find that, that you end up with more books (laughs) and you start reading one and then you get another one and you start reading that one and pretty soon Uh you have a stack and you're just like, well... They're all really good. Which one? That's right. Yeah, I do. I do. I yep. It's my Achilles heel. I love books, and I, I love to learn from folks. And Cheryl is somebody that I would highly recommend that you take advantage of the deal. Go out to her site. Her site is straight, straighttalktraining.com. Yep, straighttalktraining.com. We'll have a link when we uh, in the post, so you guys can just click on it. If you want the brand archetype, uh, course, you can buy it, put idea to launch in the checkout, and you will get it for 37 bucks. It's mm-hmm. a pretty good deal. Go out to Amazon, grab her book. Uh, you can't put it down. At least I couldn't put it down because there's so many nuggets in here. And if you've been struggling with a um, a business plan or just identifying what it is that you need to take your business to the next level, learn from Yoda. Okay. <laughs> um, with that, I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank Cheryl for joining us. Thank oh, you so much delightful. for being on the, the show with us today. And uh, if you like this episode, if it inspired you in some way, I hope that you like, share it, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. So send us your feedback. Thank you. Thank you.